Bonjour amigos. Welcome back to the fishbowl. I'm Bob. Fish B, you are sounding good over there on the bass guitar. As always, extra dimensional musical genius. And I don't know about your dimension, Fish B, but for this dimension, this following story is crazy. Hot lead. And I understand that maybe my whole life could be summed up in that one word, crazy. The biopic will be called crazy. The book will be called crazy when they're done with it. But this story is just strange. The story of my lucky penny. And you might think, upon the conclusion of the story... I'm guessing one of these three things. That I am simply an idiot. You know what you just described? Randomness, you're an idiot. You might think that about me. Or you might think, that is some weird, 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 unexplainable shit right there. The universe is strange. Or you might think, damn, is that proof of God's existence? Did Bob just prove the existence of God via his lucky penny? This is a, this is a strange one that deserved its own show in its entirety. My whole life, as long back as I can remember, and I was born in 1975. I had a thing for lucky pennies. Now, a lucky penny is when you're just walking around and randomly there's a penny on the ground, on the street, on the floor. It's down there. And it's heads up. And if you pick it up, put it in your pocket, it's a lucky penny. If it's on the tail side, no luck. But I even so much believe in lucky pennies. Sometimes, if I see one that's face down and I don't realize that till I'm already down there close enough to pick it up, I'll turn it over and leave it on the head side so the next person that comes by can have their own lucky penny. So for as long as I could remember, I've been picking up these lucky pennies and then leaving them places, spreading the luck around. There was always one year I was looking for, though, and one year I never found. 1969. Maybe because 69 is the funnest number of them all. Maybe because it's a sexual position that has come under some debate lately, but we'll, we'll take that for, that's another day. That's another day we can debate the value and merits of 69 as a sexual position. But my whole life, I had never found a 1969. Growing up when I was a kid, my grandfather was a pretty cool dude. And he was my hero. And he was the only one that could relate to me. He was the only one that could get through to me. He was the only one I could talk to. He was my rock. He was my shield from a very scary world for me.
Fast forward to my senior year of high school in the fall. Now we're in 1993. I graduated in 94. But in 1993, my grandfather, who was a lifelong smoker and also spent his whole life almost working on ships going across the ocean and back, and there was a lot of asbestos back in the days, so he got lung cancer, had one of his lungs removed, was doing better, but kept complaining to the doctors that he had these horrible, horrible headaches. And the doctors kept explaining back to him, it's just the medicine, you'll be fine. But then his health really started to deteriorate and come to find out the doctors were wrong. It wasn't the medicine. It wasn't going to be fine. He now had brain cancer. It had spread to his, spread to his brain. And then the end, came, uh, the end came pretty quick. So at my grandfather's memorial service, where we're, the whole family's in town and we're getting rid of the ashes, the real highlight of my grandfather's life was working out of Astoria, Oregon, as a Columbia River bar pilot. And Columbia River bar pilots, they didn't fly planes. They're not that kind of pilot. They would, they would pilot ships. They would pilot boats. And you got to be pretty fucking good at your job to get one of these few Columbia River bar pilot jobs. In fact, I believe the standard is any vessel, any water, any condition. These guys are the best of the best. At least at that time, it was, it was all guys. And where the Columbia River, which separates the edge of uh, Oregon and Washington State there, Columbia River and the Pacific Ocean, that's a part of the world known as the Graveyard of the Pacific. On the Washington side, there's also a lighthouse. It's something called Cape Disappointment. So where Cape Disappointment meets the graveyard of the Pacific, because when the Columbia River and the Pacific Ocean meet, those river bars were so extreme and the weather, it was fucking nuts. You, you couldn't take a boat from the other side of the world. And so the Columbia River bar pilots would take this boat out there called the Peacock and go through 17 miles of just, of just hellacious water, eventually get to the big boat. The big boat would unfurl a rope ladder. The, the Columbia River bar pilot would then get from the side of the Peacock, the little boat, jump onto the rope ladder, climb up, and then bring the big ship into port. And that's what these Columbia River bar pilots did. That was their job. There's even a museum in Astoria where they're, they're a big part of it. So for my grandfather's memorial service, uh, the whole family flies in. We, we, we drove from Washington State to Astoria, which is, by the way, where they filmed Goonies and Free Willy and Kindergarten Cop, amongst others. Just a little trivia. But we have my grandpa's ashes. 
And we're actually going to get on the peacock. We're going to go get on the boat, take this thing out pretty far to where the Columbia River starts to meet the Pacific Ocean. The whole family's on there. And we have the ashes, and people are going to say nice things, and they're going to dump the ashes off the side of the, off the side of the boat, the peacock. And we get about halfway out there, and suddenly the swells are like 10, 15 feet. The peacock is being thrown all over the river. Uh, people at my mom vomiting off the side of the boat. It's fucking, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. So we're out there, and uh, I've always had good sea legs, so I was, uh, I was making fun of those that were, uh, were seasick, or at least laughing on the inside. I thought it was funny and thought my grandpa would too. And at the very end of this surface, of the service, excuse me, uh, took about hour and 45 minutes total to probably get out there and back. And the, the words that were said very quickly because the water was rough. So we're on our way back. We take the land bridge back. And uh, in the parking lot, what is there just shining in the sunshine? A lucky penny. I pick it up. 1969. The penny I had been looking for my entire life. Did my guardian angel leave it for me? I'll let you be the judge of that. I know what I think. And I cherished this lucky penny. I fucking cherished it. I kept it with me at all times. Kept it in my wallet. But one day, in fact, not really that far away, just a little bit over a year later, me and my friend Patrick were actually at a, this was before there were weed stores, well before weed was legal in 1995, so we're at a, what they call a head shop called Zanies here in Spokane, Get, getting new bongs and new pipes and things, what's, what's more fun than that, right? But we were, uh, we were such stoners that we, we forgot to roll up the windows in his Camaro. And we go back outside, and my backpack is stolen. My keys, a whole bunch of other shit. But my wallet with the lucky penny in there. I could give a fuck about the wallet. I could give a fuck about the keys. I could give a fuck about the school books. I was in college at the time that, that I lost. I didn't give a fuck about any of that. But I was devastated that my lucky penny was gone. This is 1995. I continue every time I see a lucky penny since then to pick it up and look at it. Ah, 75, all right year, 82, all right year, 91, all right year. But alas, never a 1969. Now the year is 2013. And I am living in Rhode Island, a place that I will always love. And at that time in my life, um, I like to say I was bombing on some of the finest comedy stages in all of New England. But if you like to tell jokes and be around other people that tell jokes, there was one place that was essentially your home base, your home club in East Providence, Rhode Island, the Comedy Connection. 
And a dear friend of mine, fellow comic, much more, just better at it than fucking me. He's fucking great. His name is, uh, his name is John Parada. And in 2013, his former wife, but they were still close, had kids, they were still close, but his former wife needed a double lung transplant. She was one of the first, if not the first person in, in America, I think, to, to have the, the procedure. But it was very, very costly. So comics do what comics do, and, and we all came together, and we shut down uh, the Comedy Connection for one night, or rather the, the owners did. And all the comics were there, 2013. And we're playing, we're playing bingo, and the bingo cards cost money, and that's how we were, we were raising money on that particular night. And on these bingo cards, 69 was in the O column. And 69 in the O column got called quite a bit. So if you can imagine this very full room of very inebriated comics, every time the bingo caller would call O69, not one, not two, three, 11 one-liners would follow just from random places. Funny, funny, fun night. And we were there. We weren't there telling jokes. It was just... It was a night to raise money for our friend John Parada and his wife's surgery. But drinking heavily, I, 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 need to, I need to get up and I need to use the restroom. And the restroom is... Well, there's a couple of them, but I was going to the one upstairs at the Comedy Connection in East Providence, Rhode Island. And halfway up the stairs, what's there? A 1969. As everyone was making fun of it, calling bingo. A 1969. Lucky penny. And so I pick it up. And I'm like, very funny, Grandpa. Very funny. My Grandpa wanted to play. So... After not, after not having a lucky penny from 1995, or at least a 69, not having one from 1995 to 2013, I was guarding this lucky penny with my life. Never left the house, except for very, very special occasions. Wasn't going to chance losing it again. A couple months later, I fly from Rhode Island to Seattle to, uh, to headline a, a comedy show in Seattle. Mostly just old friends and stuff. But it was a, it was a fun night, and it was a big night. Uh, and so, so I, I brought my 1969 penny on this journey, my lucky penny, because this was important shit, right? And while I was there, I was staying at uh, my friend Patrick, who you hear referenced on the show, but he and I were, were both staying at, uh, at his mother's house. Uh, she lives over in the Seattle area. And uh, Patrick's mother, despite not being Japanese, has a Japanese house. Don't ask. It's complicated. Another story, another day. But has this amazing, just fang shweed fucking just... Eastern and spiritual and clean lines. Just one of the most beautiful houses I've ever been in in my life. The bathroom is to die for. 
but because I, at this point in my life, I was really a drunkard, God knows what else I was inebriated on. I left my lucky penny at Patrick's mom's house. But don't worry, it wasn't gone. Patrick's mom found it, put it in a special place in her home where it was blessed by the spirituality of her home. And she even put some stickers on it so I, you know, wouldn't lose it, wouldn't get it confused with other pennies. And I was so thankful that she did that. Now this penny was twice blessed. It was blessed by my grandfather and one of my favorite people in the world, Patrick's mother. About a month later, 2013, I'm back in Rhode Island. And we have this great big porch in Rhode Island. And I love porches. I love just sitting out there and watching the world go by. I go out there and smoke cigarettes and smoke weed and whatever else. But one day, I don't know why, I brought my lucky penny out there and I set it on the table next to the ashtray. Maybe I just wanted to be close to my grandfather or close to the lucky penny or maybe I was going through a time of tumult and felt like I needed a little bit of luck. So I had it out there with me. But then I got, I got high and, and the lucky penny uh, stayed out there on the, on the porch, on, on the table in between the chairs next to the, next to the ashtray. And I should probably inform you at this point about the little tidbit of, uh, of my life back in the day. Um, and I, I had moved around a bunch, but almost uh, after uh, uh, my wife and I had only been married for like a year and a half, um, her mother, who's one of my favorite people ever, ever, everyone just called her Nana. She was, she was the greatest. And Nana always just lived uh, with my former wife and I and, and, and our kids and, and lived with us in the Seattle area and then now, uh, now in Rhode Island. Nana was with us. I mean, Nana potty trained my kids. She'd clean up around the house. Nana was always doing the laundry. She was, I've never met anyone better at doing the laundry than my Nana. And she was, she'd watch the cooking channel all day and just nod her head and go, yep. And then watch uh, Wheel and Jep every single night. Nana was, she was just the greatest. She was the coolest. But Nana also at this point, um, her health was deteriorating and she had dementia uh, uh, quite bad. But she would still help out around the house. And while I was upstairs sleeping off my high, uh, Nana was picking up a little bit uh, downstairs and went out to the, went out to the porch. And uh, as she dumped the ashtray in the garbage, uh, managed to throw away my 1969 lucky penny that like an idiot I left out there. And part of me was like, oh, Nana, how could you do that? But I didn't, I didn't, 
I didn't say that, you know, because because it was my fault. She was she was cleaned up, and uh, she, the lady had dementia for for crying out loud, you know. But always in the back of my head, I'm like, dang it, Nana, dang it, you know, you know how many years I went without that penny, and now I don't now I don't have one, you know. <sighs> dang it, Nana, dang it, I thought. The following year. We are now living, we moved around a lot. We're now living in South Florida, Naples to be specific. And now my Nana's health is really, really deteriorating. Hospice, the whole thing, and she passes away uh, that fall. It was, it, was, it was devastating for all of us. And the whole family was... And it was a giant family. Like, my former wife was the youngest of eight, and it was everybody. Like, uh, between Plymouth, Mass, to Rhode Island, and New York City, Florida, every, people, they got people everywhere. So we're getting ready to fly to, from Florida to Plymouth, Mass, for the, for the funeral. It actually, uh, the oldest Catholic church in, in the United States, in uh, Plymouth, Mass. Uh, my Nana was, uh, was christened there. Uh, was married there, and her funeral was there. So a couple days before we're going, maybe a week after Nana passed, I'm doing the laundry, just, you know, like an everyday person. Doing the laundry just like Nana used to do, you know. And I put the stuff in the washer, and then I put it in the dryer, and, you know, then I wait Probably smoke some weed or something, but I wait. And then I go back and I get the I get the clothes out of the dryer. And I get everything out there, every other dryer, everything out. But there's one shiny thing left in the dryer. Swear on my life, every word of this story is true. What's that shiny thing in the dryer? Nana used to do all that laundry. She upstairs now, and by upstairs I mean heaven, hanging out with my grandpa because there it was. My third 1969 lucky penny. And I just started to cry. I was I was I was I was overwhelmed. I didn't know what to think. I'm not really a religious person. Rostagno, Bud Medi, and most of that is agnostic. But this is weird now, right? Now it's a couple days later. We've taken the flight from South Florida up to Plymouth, Mass. And the night before... Uh, the big service at the at the church, and then would be followed by a by a memorial uh, event at at a banquet hall there in Plymouth. It's about ten o'clock at night, and my niece Nicole had been working all day on the obligat. If you've been to a memorial service in the last fifteen years, uh, the obligatory uh, memorial service funeral uh, slideshow 
of, of Nana's life. And it was very emotional, and she wanted to do a great job with it, and there was music, the, 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 whole, the, the whole shebang, right? Worked on it so hard all day. Finally gets it done. Then the computer that she was putting together this slideshow on, it crashed. It didn't just crash. It died. This computer was done for 45 minutes. Frantically, a group of people, everyone who knew anything about a computer was trying to figure out a way to get this computer back on. Wasn't that a power? No, 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 no. It just went blue and then it went dead. In fact, one of the family members there has a very, very, very close relationship with her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. She's very, very, most religious person I've ever met. And they were about to go wake her up in the hotel so she could come down and pray over the computer, which is dead. People have been trying for 45 minutes. It's dead. But I say, before you do that, I have an idea. And I reach into the fifth pocket in my jeans, you know, the little one on the right side, I reach in there and I grab my lucky penny and I'm like, I think this came from Nana. And so I set it on the computer and I just tell everyone, I'm like, just give it a second. So we let it sit there. Oh, probably, oh, about just this long. And then I take the lucky penny, put it back in my fifth pocket and I'm like, all right. Give it a try now. Open up the Mac. Hit the power button. Starts right up like nothing was ever wrong with it. Like nothing was ever wrong. And I'm like, damn. Lucky Penny. I don't know what you believe. I didn't know what I believed, but Lucky Penny may have just, might, might have just been a miracle. Might have been a miracle. And I'm like, I can't lose this Lucky Penny no matter what. Because it also applies to the rule of three. And you know, the universe, everything is threes. And this was my third Lucky Penny. So maybe this one is destiny. I mean, it just performed a miracle. Nominate it for a saint, for God's sakes, right? And so... And, and the thing played just fine at the memorial service. It brought everyone to tears as it was intended to do and a beautiful celebration of my Nana's life. It was a, a sad day, but a great day. This penny was so special. I have this uh, couple hundred year old, very small, but very detailed Buddhist prayer table that used to belong to my grandfather. And I just, and I think this table has kind of its own kind of weird spiritual energy to it. So I put this penny on this table and unless, unless I was moving or the table was moving, I didn't take the penny 
off that table, I just, you know, just gathered more magic. And I figured that was a safe place for it. There's no safer place in the world. I can't be traveling with this thing. I can't be bringing it around. So it just lived there on my Buddhist prayer table for, for years. I just recently, this last year, I feel comfortable enough. I, I got a new wallet, and where my driver's license goes, is it's, it's really tight, that clear space in there. And uh, I don't do it all the time. Sometimes I let it gather some more juju on the prayer table, but I, I keep it there. I keep it there in my wallet. And that's where it was on Sunday, this last Sunday, as my friend Taj and I are pickleballing. Right before we were about to leave for pickleball, uh, Taj uh, sends me a text. He's like, hold on, can't find my key, but I got some laundry going, let me check. Laundry? You don't say. So he texts me back like a minute later. He's like, got it, see you in five. So, you know, we're social distancing, so we have to drive separately to the court's. And so we get there, you know, his, his car drives, drives fine. It's this nice, like, two-door Mercedes coupe. It's got, like, this weird key fob thing, and the key fob is required to start it, and the key fob went through the, went through the washing machine. But it drove to the court fine. The key fob is fine. The car is fine. Everything's fine. Until we're done playing pickleball. Then Taj goes to start his car, and I'm, I'm actually driving out a lot. I didn't even pay attention. I've never seen a Taj's car not start. But it was, uh, it was not starting. Something, something, something was, something was crazy, crazy wrong, crazy wrong with his car, where the key fob, but the engine wasn't turning over. And so for the next 20 minutes, I couldn't really offer any suggestions, but at least Taj wasn't there alone. I just watched him get to get more and more frustrated as he would take the key fob apart and put it back together and nothing and take the key fob apart and put it back together and nothing and take the key fob apart and put it back together and nothing. I mean, he's at his wits end at this point. He's frustrated. He's upset. You've had a car broken down. It's no fucking fun. And he's in that place. Very quietly. I walk back uh, to my dad's truck that I drove there and I grab the lucky penny out of my wallet. And on the car, there's like, a, there's like a Mercedes circle, like on the grill, like the logo. And there's one like right above that, like the front of the hood. So there's one, two circles. And I just put my, I didn't say anything, just very nonchalantly, set my lucky penny down uh, just where I thought naturally it should go. It was like the third in that set of the, the two different uh, Mercedes logos to make, a, to make three circles. And as I just nonchalantly did that walk away, I say it's Taj. I'm like, try it now. Starts up. First time, no problem. He just laughs. I walk back, pick up my lucky penny, and I'm like, show it to Taj and tell him the story. And we, and we have a good laugh. He didn't even know I did that. Honest to goodness. On my life, every word of this story is true. I am not embellishing or exaggerating any part of, of this story. So now, between uh, fixing the memorial slideshow 
add the car and the car. I mean, maybe that was just getting the key, the key fob and the battery and and everything lined back up. Right. But he tried it like 20 times and it never worked. All right. So I I understand. I'm I'm willing to accept that within the realm of possibilities. It could be just but but it's odd, though. You admit that it's odd. Strange timing for it to turn over. So I actually have this lucky penny right here. It's now in my hand. And a few years ago, I put stickers on it similar to the way that Patrick's mom did. And If I need something to be lucky or if I need some luck, I keep this lucky penny with me. But if we're going to call the memorial slideshow Miracle One and... The Mercedes, Miracle 2, and these things come in threes. Who knows what's going to happen next? I hope what happens next. I hope the third miracle is that somehow, someway, beyond my expectations, uh, this podcast proves to be... uh, I think it's already a successful podcast, but it proves to be uh, financially successful. And I don't know if that's going to happen in the fall. I don't know if that's going to happen next year. I don't know if that's going to happen five years from now. But I figure the only way this podcast loses is if we quit. Like, eventually, even though we have no promotion and I have very few friends... I do believe that the cream eventually will rise to the top. I mean, there's only like 800,000 other podcasts, and that, that's probably a, a low guess. And here we are, just me and Fish B doing the fishbowl. But, uh, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see if this lucky penny has, uh, has one more miracle in it. Needless to say, I'm going to take good care of it. And so... Do you think that I am an idiot? And that story is a testament to randomness and just the chance of life? Or does it defy human explanation and the universe is just strange? Or is it something even more than that to you? Weird story, right? Weird story. And uh, we're just going to leave it at that today. Fish B and I will be, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Usually, I mean, we just run 20 minutes. Obviously, now we're at, we're at 35. But uh, I only get one chance to tell the Lucky Penny story. So I, I wanted to tell it right. Hopefully, I did. I love you with all my heart. Don't worry about me. I got a Lucky Penny. Uh, and, uh, and we'll be back tomorrow. Until then. Oh, Fishbee's already put away the instruments. Fishbee, you want to say adios anyway? Close a fucking enough. Talk tomorrow. Adios.